I want to say hi to everybody online. Oh, I'm looking forward to our time together tonight. We're in Revelation. We've just launched into this new season in the new book. And we had prayer, and you're, we're going to have the time to fellowship in the Word. Uh, we'll break up the last 15 minutes, and we'll get into the Word. And I want to share the things I saw in Revelation 1 today, experienced. and believing God that you'll experience the same thing. So stay connected, encourage others, activate people, let them know. Get, on, get a part of us tonight. Wow, praise Jesus. All righty. So guess what? I'm... I'm I really, really, really want to thank everybody, this company of people. We have a vision for everyone who is able, who can physically come and join us in the sanctuary sometime between 6 and 5, or come from the hour before service from 5 to 6 in the soaking room. And you, you, get, you, you slot yourself, and you decide, this is the time every week I come, for an hour, for two hours, and we start to build this company that's not just one or two that are hosting and then others come and go. We just start becoming this company of intercessors laying hold of the Lord, saying we're not going to let you go until you bring forth what you've promised in the earth and what you've said you would do. On Sunday, we got Ephesians, or excuse me, Isaiah 62. We had it again today about God changing our name. He was changing our name because it was a covenant, new covenant relationship bringing us into. Hephzibah, Beulah. Uh, not forsaken, but loved and married. And then we, uh, this, this unction, you know, I'm put, I put watchmen on your walls. Don't, let, don't ever leave me out of remembrance. I'm putting you, I'm declaring to you what I'm doing. Now you remind me what I'm doing because I want to do it together. And that's our part. So we're going to have sharing, but I'd like to just share the word that so riveted me in Luke chapter 18. This was what was during my watch. And, and we were just into that. I wanted, Whenever I come to pray, I try to find a way to repent. Because repentance always brings a whole other level of grace and peace. And so I try to identify with the fact that I'm not doing it, but I want it, or if I am doing it, I want much more. So this is, this is an admonition. It, Jesus, this, he spoke a parable to them. That men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So how, how much should we pray? Always. Always, always pray. And, how, and not lose heart, meaning we're not to go, oh, don't know how to, I don't know, I, I can't get it rise to the level of back up to the agreement. Come up here higher. That was one of the words been said about three different prophets in our church who have see in the spirit and hear and have visions. Keep hearing this. Come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. I want to show you things that are coming. So then it says, uh, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. So this is the epitome of self-reliance, self-resource, the ultimate place of power. You're not afraid of God and you don't care about man. Now, there was in a, a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me, for my adversary. So a widow is the epitome of the weakest, of no resource. You don't have a husband. You don't have, you, you, there is, so the weakest is now approaching the strongest, the one who's indifferent to the one who has great need. The great need is coming to the one who doesn't care. And now this is a parable that Jesus is giving, and he'll, we'll understand it in a moment. 
And that he would not, though. He would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, though I do not fear God, nor regard man. I'm not changing my opinion. But because this widow troubles me. Sometimes prayer just needs to be a little troubling. Just, you know, and I'll tell you why in a minute. I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. So he recognized that the widow's trouble and her continuing coming, that was what was going to bring him out of this place of all sufficiency, and she would weary him. So then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. Remember, this is all a parable that we should always pray and not lose heart. God shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears with long with them. Now, the word bear is a word long-suffering. We have to understand the nature of our Father, according to 2 Peter chapter 3, is that he is not willing that any should perish. He is long-suffering. If he looks at today and says, you know, thank, I think if I just go an extra day, I'll get a few more. He'll go the extra day. Even though we're the ones anticipating it's today, he'll go, yeah, yeah, it is today, but, you know, it's, it's also tomorrow. Because I'm just going to make today into two days. If I need to, I'll make today into 1,000 years. Or if, or if it's taking so long and it'll never happen, I can take 1,000 years and bring them into a day. That's why you can't ever know God's faithfulness by looking at your circumstances. You can only know God's faithfulness by looking at his word and letting the spirit be confirming these truths. So I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, see, because when Jesus comes, he comes quickly. So even though you waited 10 years, when he finally shows up, man, bam. It, it doesn't like kind of warm up. And the quickly I come. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? And that was just really convicting me because I, I realized, no, I do not want prayer to be dependent on what I see and by the answers that I feel I've received. And I don't want to be overwhelmed when it appears that the way God's responding, he's an indifferent, unjust judge. See, Jesus did that on purpose because he knows that when we go to live a life of prayer, there's going to be times in prayer that will feel like, well, I'm not even sure anything's you know, going to happen. Why do I keep coming? And Jesus keeps saying, keep coming. Stay on the wall. Don't give me rest. Well, God, can't you get your own work done without me? No, I want you to help. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay to keep the faith. And so Jesus said, this is what he's looking for when he comes, this kind of faith. So I just want to release my impartation I heard to us, to everyone online, for a new faith to rise into new prayer and to have a new uh, importunity. Importunity, the old King James, when the man goes to his neighbor and says, I need bread because somebody just showed up at my house. I don't have anything to feed him there. And his friend says, well, I'm not going to help because I'm already settled in bed with the kids. And he says, well, he says, they always not a, he won't give it to them because he's a friend, but he will, he, because he won't stop knocking, he'll give them everything. Or he says in the old King James, because of his importunity. That's a word we don't even use anymore. But I like it because what the Lord said to me back years ago, he says, what is importunity? It's when it's important to me. Yeah. If it's important to me, I'll press on until I shamelessly ask and bring something to results. So if you'll stand with me, I want to release. How many want new faith? 
the faith that presses past the circumstance, the denial. Of, Lord, we are here tonight because you, may, you gave us a parable. You said that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. But I'll be the first to repent that circumstances in life have many times overwhelmed me. And I begin to question the value of my praying. And I begin to pull back. But then you come. And you bring me your word. And you speak into my life. And you tell me, no, rise up. Get up. Get up. Pray. Pray. And Lord, I've fallen asleep many hours when you asked me, stand with me. And I've been overwhelmed by the sorrow. And I fell asleep. But then you came and woke me and rose, roused me and said, pray. Pray. Would you anoint us with a fresh mantle of prayer? More faith, Lord. The faith that says, I'm not stopping till what God said he would do, he does. I'm not stopping until the bread is in my hands. I'm not letting go until the justice has been shown, until God brings his breakthrough in this situation. Praise you, Lord. We receive a mantle. Make us people that hold a place in prayer. Make Wednesday so saturated with praying and prayers and hours of praying and multitude that the sanctuary becomes like a, like a river of living water, like a pool of Bethesda, like miracles that are happening, that things are beyond our own ability and we step out of where we're held captive and step into the freedom that you brought us. Oh, Lord, we declare it to spill into all of the congregation, your living church at Jubilee. I felt, why don't we just go ahead, speak in tongues, online, in line. Yes, Lord, bring it forth, Lord. Yes, Lord. You're pressing right now. We're right now pressing in to asking God's breakthrough in areas we gave up on. Come on, Lord. You're never a God that gives up. You're always a God that comes through. Change and transformation, breakthroughs and miracles, bread in the house. Whoa, 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 yes. Mm. Yes, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you told Timothy, the apostle Paul spoke to his son and said, son, you've got to stir yourself up. Not just you, but stir up the gift that was given to you. Don't, don't be overwhelmed with the circumstances of life and don't become timid or fearful, but become strong and be in sound mind and full of love and press through. So, Lord, we receive the gifts that you've given us, ones that have gone dormant to come back forward. Even speaking in tongues throughout the day, even prophesying to ourselves and others, even reading the scriptures and anticipating their fulfillment. Praise you. See, right now we're exercising our spirit. We're exercising our faith. We're exercising the gifts. We're exercising what God's doing. Yes, Lord. Lord, tomorrow, anoint us to do this again by ourselves in the presence of the mighty God until we start living in a place that's not contained and cannot contain us, but it's unlimited resource and blessing of heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for letting that prayer come out and joining me in that. And Larry, you started tonight, this morning, so we want to let you have the first chance to testify. When, 
When the testimony is given, just receive what, what's being said. It's yours because it wasn't for any individual. It's for the whole church. And then when, when the prayers pray, the blessings stand up and just pull it in. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You're so awesome. You are my heartbeat. You hold my breath in your hand. You own all of my life. You're Lord, Savior, Redeemer, Lover, Bridegroom. You're everything good in my life. You are Jesus. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus, you're so beautiful. Kim came early this morning, and she began to pray. And we began to pray Psalm 23 and Psalm 63 and 1 John 3, 1 through 4. And... We began to pray for Kenya. Kenya's having an election in about two weeks. And there's a call by the believers of Kenya to have God intervene and cause the elected leaders to be his choice, not man's choice. And we need that in this United States also. But we pray for Kenya. And then we switch to Taiwan. I don't know if you know what's trying to happen in Taiwan. China is harassing Taiwan. But we prayed that God would embolden the church. The church is about 10% believers in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Shirley Kwan was saved and raised in Taiwan. So we, this church, have a connection with Taiwan. Pastor Steve's mother was no, she was born in, in Taiwan, she, she was, right? No, she's born in uh, Shanghai. Oh, Shanghai. Oh, in China. She oh, okay. Well, close. Across the river. Across the ocean. Across the river. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> so we begin to pray that that God would move upon the church like he did in the Ukraine. Now, the Ukraine is 97% believers. So in that nation, ask for prayer. I don't know if Taiwan is asked for prayer, but we ask the Chinese church, which is 300 million people. They love the Taiwanese. Chinese. They're, they're one group. So we ask Father to stir up the Chinese church to pray for the brethren across the ocean, which are right, right down the street, practically. And all this. And then we went to the scriptures. One of my favorite scriptures, Luke 21. I want to read this. And Jesus pretty well covers this. There's Luke 21, verse 25. And there be signs of the sun and the moon and the stars. On the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them from fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth. For the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see <laughs> the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. Hallelujah, come Lord Jesus. Like the song, the Spirit and the Bride say, come. Now when these things begin to happen, verse 28, very key. Now when these things begin to happen, not when they end, 
when they begin to happen. Look up, lift up your head, because your redemption draweth nigh. <laughs> Jesus is coming. And it may be tonight, it may be next week, but it's way sooner than when this was written 2,000 years yes, ago. Yes. And the next verse, I'll just quote it, is Revelation 3, verse 10. And he said, because you've kept the word of my perseverance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that's coming upon the whole earth to try those who live upon so, Lord, we declare today, as we see these Only things Jesus. happen, Only we Jesus. will not be afraid. Yes, because Lord. as you Only promised, Jesus. as these things begin to happen, Jesus. look up, lift up your eyes, look up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith, because our redemption is very close. It is closer than we've ever had it before. Every day, we get closer and closer to the call of God. Come up hither. We're going up in the resurrection and go to heaven face to face with Jesus. And the Lord himself mm -hmm. will descend from heaven with a shout, wow. with the voice of their angel, yes. and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise for That's not us. Not That's the dead. Yeah. And we who are like us, right here, We're us shall be raised up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord there, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these yes, words Lord. in yes, Jesus' Lord. name. Yes Lord. yes, Lord. Amen. I receive that. I receive that. Praise the Lord. We'd like to share next. David? Yeah. Hey, good evening, guys. I'm going to Pull the mic up out of the stand. So, how's everybody doing? Good. Yeah, today today was so awesome, and lately the last mm, probably about three. No, it's not been about three months. It's been about two months where I've been coming here, and I'm like literally here like the whole day, and um, it's it's been really incredible just seeing everything that happens and. I know I've, I've talked before, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm regurgitating and, and recycling, but there's just the beauty to, to, like, who Jesus is and the trueness of who he is, and it doesn't get old, and it's not recycling. It's, it's actually new every single time. Like, every single time you read the Bible, every single time you pray, every single time you worship, every single time you speak life, it, even if it's the same thing, even if it's just the words, I love you, it's new, that brings like a lot with it and it's new and it's fresh. And you know, people, you know, I, I hear a lot of people, they're like, oh, I want revival. This is not, not today necessarily, but just the last couple years, especially since COVID. And it's like, well, the revival is love and love's in us. So, you know, when we step into that and I have talks with Pastor Diana a lot about, you know, putting on love and, and then, you know, Wes Munyon was here today, and we were just praying. And he was like, you know, God's, God put Gideon on like a glove. And then we started singing this song, put me on like a glove, a glove of love. And it, it sounds, it's like funny, because it's like, why are you rhyming words? Well, joy brings healing. Yeah. And, you know, earlier, 
um, we were talking about laughter. You know, there was another dude here, we were worshiping and we were just talking about like laughter and how that brings like healing wherever you are. And you're able to like get your mind off the, the severity of the situation. Yeah. And you're able to just laugh and have joy because yeah. we're created for joy or created for laughter we're created to receive and give love. Like this is who we are as people. It's not like, oh, that's special ministry people. We're, we're all in the ministry because we're Christians and yeah. it's who Jesus is like making us every day. And there's moments where he's, he gets stern with us and he has to correct us. But I think there's so many more moments that are not like that where they're really just Hey, I, I just want you to come in, daughter. I just want you to come in, son. And I just want to love on you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just want to declare that over this group of people here. Let's do that. Yeah, just do sonship that. And, and daughtership and identity. And mm. I did this a couple weeks ago or maybe a few weeks ago. If you want, you, you can do it. I like to put my hand on my heart. Sure. That's something I've learned. And. I know Pastor Steve sometimes does that, and I just think it's a great way to just connect. You can put it on your stomach, or you could put it wherever you want. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just there's just something so special about being connected to the King in you, which is Jesus. Jesus lives right here. Mm -hmm. Even in the chaos, He lives right here. So Lord, I just declare and speak Receive. over this group of people. Receive life of Jesus. I, I thank you, Lord, that you're the king that sits in each person's heart in this room and online, that you love mm. dwelling in the hearts of these beautiful men and women in this room and online and who are going to watch this in the future on, on the internet or listen to it. You love dwelling in us and because you, you dwell inside of us, your love's just pouring through. And I thank you that just like a river is made where one drop of water flows from the top of the mountain to the bottom over and over again, every time it rains, the river grows wider and deeper and deeper. And this is how rivers are made. And your love is doing that with us and in us. And we're doing that with one another where we're getting wider and deeper. Yes. And you just imagine this river getting wider and deeper. And then people are like, man, I'm thirsty. And they're walking over to the bank and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get a cup and I'm gonna drink from this. Wow, I'm, life is coming into me. And I thank you that God, that you are that Jesus that is bringing life to people, that you're bringing life to your body, Lord, that you're bringing life to believers, that you're bringing life to people who don't even know that they're supposed to be in the kingdom yet. And they're going, I just feel peace and I've never had peace. And all of a sudden I, I'm talking to this, 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 uh, this guy Jesus, and, I, he, and he's telling me he's my father and he's king and he's the Lord of the universe, he's God. And I thank you that you're that Jesus who's showing up. And you're showing up as commander in chief and you're also showing up as super gentle, kind, protective father who is friends with your people. You are friends with each person listening to this right now. Thank you, Lord, that you, you are Thank friends you. with us, that you are yes. a friend of mine, that it's Thank not just a worship song that I sing or a scripture that I recite, 
that I get to know that you are my friend. Yes, that Lord. you are my friend. I don't even have to call you up on the phone. I just look in and I remember you're in here. You're in my heart and you love me and you love us. You are so into us. So Lord, I just say that you help us to give ourselves grace, that we're able to receive the love, that we can walk in grace and we can walk in kindness to ourselves. Because if I'm able to receive grace, if we receive grace, then we can give the grace that we're receiving. And it's this beautiful place of grace. And I thank you that you're that God, that you don't make it complicated. You make it very, very simple to understand you. Thank yes. you, God, that you are loosing yes, all Lord. confusion yes, off of people in this room. That confusion is walking out the door that a new presence of peace only from the Holy Spirit is, is allowed on you and in you. Amen. In anything else, the Lord will sweep it. He'll sweep it away. Yeah. So I just declare and release that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Yeah, Peter, come on up. Thank you. Thank you. That's so good. wider and it's deeper. Uh, I just want to, I'll start off with this, because um, I want to point to uh, what I think is happening as I'm observing the, the Wednesday prayer group. And I, sh I shared a little bit about this earlier with Pastor Steve. Um, D.L. Moody had someone come in his church, you know, which was in the Chicago area. And you know the frigid and cold weather that comes there with the wind chill factor because of Lake Huron and Lake Michigan and um, the, the coldness that comes in that region of Illinois. And they asked him, where's your heating system? <laughs> and he took them downstairs. He said, I'll show you where my heating system is. And he walked down the stairs to the basement of the church. And there were all the men and women praying in the prayer group. And he said, this is my heating system. <laughs> And so I felt like, and I said this to uh, Ken Dittmar um, uh, when I was just talking to him earlier, that this is going to be a strong foundation for Jubilee Church. And I'm sure Pastor Steve has felt that for years. Prayer was an, an important part of what Jubilee is about. But I sense God is doing something. This whole thing is evolving and I, I like what David said about going wider and deeper yeah because I saw a, a cloud waves of and I thought of that song waves of mercy you know from that song every move I make waves of mercy waves of grace everywhere I look I see your face and I saw the waves when I was here earlier today for prayer my wife comes in the morning shift. She was praying with Larry because she gets up earlier than me. I, I come in the afternoon shift. And um, oh, by the way, my wife is a prayer warrior. Yeah, <laughs> she, yes, really yes, is. she is. Man, she, she, can, she sharpens me in my prayer life. And we, we have commitment to pray every day with each other. So um, 
but I guess the, the prayer, the furnace of prayer, I just sense God is going to do something tremendously powerful in this Wednesday prayer group. I, I feel it. Every time I come, this, it's like an increasing anointing. And it's going to take on different shapes. The thing is, I was sharing with Pastor Steve earlier, God will use kind of a less structured thing than, say, a Sunday service, and, and that's necessary, too, to see people delivered and healed and the lame, the halt, and the blind come here, bring them in on Wednesdays. Uh, and again, sometimes God likes things to be less structured. And uh, because then he can, there's room for him to move sometime when there's less structure. And then there's times for structure. Uh, the scripture says that the Holy Spirit is not the author of confusion. And so I believe that there's uh, venues where God wants it to be less structured to allow the moving of the Holy Spirit. I've seen people say, well, how do we have, why do we, our church service have to end right at 1230 when there's someone really being set free? And, you know, I'm not saying that about Jubilee because we don't always leave at 1230, but sometimes <laughs> too much structure, too much structure can be bad. And sometimes too little, a, a little structure can be bad also because it can leave the door for, um, for confusion, but I, I sense the right kind of unstructure, if I can call it that, on Wednesday, where, where the Holy Spirit is free to move, and yeah. I've seen him moving in different ways, and I'm, I'm, I, I, I just feel like a vision for not just today's meeting, but I just want to pour out a vision for what I see happening in the future for this Wednesday meeting. The waves that I saw of of mercy and grace here. I saw the colors of yellow and blue, and the Lord was speaking to me that symbolic of joy and peace that God is going to bring over what we're doing here. Yeah. Waves of joy yeah. and peace. Yes, and yes. David added something where he says it's widening and it's deepening. Yes. And then I saw a ribbon of red. And, and being a visionary and moving in the prophetic, I, the Lord spoke to me that uh, we are releasing, we, in our prayer here, we are creating a, uh, a, uh, a mountain, I guess you can call it, something that is going to be uh, bigger than Jubilee Church even, that's going to affect the county and affect the, 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 the other counties, L.A. County and Santa Barbara County, but also the state mm -hmm. and the nation. Mm -hmm. Uh, we are called to be one of those prayer centers, to be one of those heatings. I know there's others, Bethel Church and Reading and uh, Kansas City Fellowship in St. Louis, and there's other prayer furnaces, but Jubilee has been called to be mm -hmm. one of those prayer furnaces. Yeah. And I, I believe it's happening here on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I just want to share this one thing, that what God is bringing us into now as uh, on the Wednesday meeting, I believe is we're learning to also pray according to the will of God. Paul, uh, John says this in 1 John, if we, we know that if we pray anything according to his will, that he hears us. Yes. And I believe God... Of the five things I've always tried to remember in my prayer life, the first is always pray in the name of Jesus, because he told us to. Number two, pray in faith, because he says in James, and 
you were talking about persistent faith, Pastor Steve. Yeah. And James talks about faith, basic faith, and he says, um, and let, let a man pray in faith. Uh, sorry about that. Chapter 1, verse 6. But let him pray in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So we pray in the name of Jesus, number one. These are, I'm going to mention five things here. Five is the number of grace in the Bible, in Bible numerology. So number one, praying in Jesus' name. Number two, praying in faith. Number three, praying with persistence, which Pastor Steve covered earlier. That kind of faith that Luke 18 is all about. And then uh, number four is praying is praying with thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but with all prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. So whenever we pray, we're to pray with a thankful heart, with thanksgiving. All prayer should be seasoned heavily with thanksgiving. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, That's Lord. number four. Yes, Lord. Number five is then learning to pray according to the will of God. Mm -hmm. And we can learn that by John chapter 15 that says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, yeah. He says, abide in me, and my word abides in you. Then you can ask whatever you will. That's good. You're, That's good. By abiding him, not just abiding in the Bible and reading the Bible, but abiding in his presence, spending time with mm -hmm. him, we learn the voice of the Lord. We learn to hear the will of God, yes. the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So out of the five I just mentioned, which one is the most critical? Praying according to the will of God. But that also requires the greater level of maturity. You can pray in faith, and faith is given as a gift. It has nothing to do with your maturity. God gives you a gift of faith. Number one, you can pray in the name of Jesus. You can do that as an immature Christian. You can pray with persistence and desperation and persisting and persisting, I need this, Lord, I need this, please help me. And you can pray, you can learn to, to regulate yourself and to adding thanksgiving in your prayers but the most important one is the fifth one praying according to the will of god yeah because if you do those others with faith and all those things you pray with faith but not in god's will persisting but without god's will praying in the name of jesus but not according to god's will they can fall to the ground so god is calling us and i believe this is going to be part of what's happening on wednesday we're learning yes, as we're we praying in yes, tongues, we as, we're, as we're praying corporately, tuning into the voice of the Holy Spirit. We're learning to pray according to the will of God. Yeah. And so I, I, I would like, if we can stand down and yes, ask. Yes, please release that. Just right now, Father, we ask you to attune our ears, to learn and have the desire to abide in your presence, mm -hmm. not just in the Bible, but in your presence, to learn to hear your voice, to pray in the spirit, as we're told in Jude, praying in the spirit at all times, 
To be able to tune in to the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Yes, Lord. I release all of us yes, into the maturity of learning yes, to hear the voice of God. Yes, Lord. Learning to pray yes, Lord. according to the will of God yes, Lord. without it being mixed and tainted with our own opinions or feelings or thinking. Yes, Lord. Lord, we pray, Father, teach us your voice. Yes, teach us to pray according to your will by letting and yielding to the Holy Spirit to pray through us without having to go through our minds, but the Holy Spirit praying through us, Lord. Release, release the sensitivity here in this church in our prayers, Lord, to hearing the will of God yes. in our prayers. We release it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Got time for one more testimony? Ken, come on up, please. Or Deanna, I'll let you come afterwards. Okay, Ken will follow you. Just make them short, yeah, because we've got to get back into the Word at the end. Thank you, though. It's really quick, and Cindy Thorson was the one who kind of prompted me in this. Um, when I came in today to pray, um, the Lord kept reminding me of a scripture as I was going through my journal of that, a word that the Lord had spoke through Pastor Steve. I think it was a couple Sundays ago. It was 1 Timothy 4.10, and this is what it says. I will trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, and especially of those who are of the faith. And I just want to encourage myself and encourage all of us that I've just been camping out in that, and I just felt like the Lord said that applies to anything and everything. It could be for the prodigals that we're believing to come home. Yes. You know, we're trusting in him, the living God, who is the Savior of all men. But it could be if somebody's going through sickness or somebody's going through a financial thing or whatever. He's the Savior, and he has come to save us and help us in whatever we're going through. And then Cindy reminded me of a song that I had heard years ago when I was in the House of Prayer in Kansas City. So I'll sing it for you, and maybe the last verse you can kind of join me. We'll make it a like a declaration, and it goes like this. Everything is in your hands. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Everything is in your hands it's gonna be all right it's gonna be okay he's gonna turn it all around just wait and see he's gonna make all things beautiful just in time he's gonna turn it all around you just wait and see he's gonna make all things beautiful just in time. Okay, sing it with me. Everything is in his hands. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Everything is in his hands. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Okay? All right. Thank you, Dina. I can't come on up. Oh, that was good. I like singing declarations. Yeah. Praise God. Um, everything is going to be okay. <laughs> Amen. 
earlier today, I felt like the Lord just said, just share a point of, of your quick struggle, and but yet your revival. And, and uh, in the silence, we will find the Lord speaking. In the silence, in the sense of in the, the aftermath of our loss, or what we find the trail behind us, where we sense whether the epidemic that we came through, the COVID shutdown and all the shaking that we've been experiencing, I really believe it's not for naught. It is by design for us to find ourselves in the silence, in the moment, to hear him speaking. And we, we in a sense, needed to be reduced or distilled. Yeah into a place of being still where we can be quiet and and really reflect on where are we drawing our resources where do we find our our springs i wrote all these notes down but where do we sense god is stirring us and where have we stopped following him in my life, there was a number of seasons ago that, that, that I felt fire and I was calling down fire and I, I saw the Lord breaking out and opening doors. And, but then I found myself slipping and, and getting tossed and found myself in a place of, of uh, trouble and discord or, or at least in a sense of not abiding in, in that fellowship of walking with Christ than a solid day in, day out, pursuing him. And for me, though, I've found that, uh, wow, God, as you prayed, the song you sang about open, open, open our, our eyes that we might see your, your love, open our heart, break our heart apart by your love that it might be healed. So those are the things that we've walked through that, that have taken its toll on us and have, have, have affected us, brought such a devastation and, you know, in some places, ashes. You know, I'm just going to, the Lord had me write this down so I better look at it <laughs> and not ignore him. We're receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken. Yes. Wow. Let us have grace during this shaking. We found ourselves bankrupt, bankrupt and sifted during this season of being shut down or, or being made still and quieting ourselves. But it's a time to relinquish control so that what we call success and, or even failure, and in parentheses, God's economy is sometimes just that. He wants you to fail. or He wants you to find yourself not able and not strong and not amazing, <laughs> but sometimes the opposite. Why would he do that? So that we can draw our springs from him. Yes, yes. So yes, that we yes. can return to the Lord and, 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 and enter into these times of refreshing, times of, of drawing our, our springs directly from him. Uh, and I, I don't know about you, but I've, I have resourced so many other springs. I've dug so many other broken cisterns that can hold no water. Yeah. And I've drinking mm -hmm. from so many places of cheap wine that it, 
I just got a headache the next morning, not anything of, of goodness <laughs> that I could say that was amazing. It was actually, it was like, dear God, well, what am I doing? I'm trading your glory, your very beauty for things that I can see in this world. I'm chasing after jewels and diamonds and houses or cars or positions or whatever, fill in the blank. We've, we've, we've all been alluded yeah. or alert into those um, springs that we think are living fountains, but they're actually just <laughs> dripping sewer mm. that's been made pretty by a new fresh paint on the sidewalk. And uh, But anyway, I don't want to preach to you guys, but when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Wow. And it coincides yeah. with what you just said. And and today when we were praying, I felt like God saying, where's your faith? Where's, where are you putting your trust in? Is it in the arm of strength? Is it in the legs of a man? Is it in your bankrupt or your, your bank uh, account or, or your 401? I mean, I, I did that earlier and I saw half of it go away and the other half, the other went completely away. <laughs> but in that place, I found myself returning to find the Lord is my refreshing. Yes. He's my deliverer. He's my strong tower, and I'll not be afraid. Oh, no, 10,000 come against me, or even 1,000. I don't know what's the difference. That's a lot of people. <laughs> God, God is on my side. I'm yes. not going to be afraid of what man can do. He's greater in me than the devil that can try to destroy me. However, even if I do find myself being a martyr or losing of my life, I'll receive a greater resurrection, a greater reward. Yes. I mean, think about it. You read in Revelation when the saints find themselves beheaded and under crying out, how long, how long until you'll revenge our blood? And the Lord's like, just a few more, a few more of you have to give yourself as a sacrifice so that the world might know that I am the Christ, that they might see that what you're doing, it's not for you, it's for me. Yeah. Whoa, that's and when we walk it out and recognize that this is not about making our lives better. <laughs> and I struggle, I have struggled, but praise God, the cross, it's, it's, it has a two-found effect. It's not just Christ on the cross. You died with him, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That's yes, more yes. real than if you go to the cemetery and you see your name on a plaque that says, Kenny died on whatever. For me, it was, it was March 21st, 1982. But I got to remind myself, because every once in a while, I want to go out and live my life, my best life, my way. And yet the Lord's saying, I died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for me who oh, died for you. That's amen. That's yes, amen. Amen. We'll release it. Yeah. Come on, I want that. Release that. Praise you, Jesus. Mm. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Lord, earlier you called us to pray out, cry out, lift up, lift up your heads, you everlasting gates, and cry out that the King of glory might come and fill this place. 
Jesus, Jesus, we need you. We want you. It's you, Lord, we adore. It's you, Lord, we're looking for. Not another. It's only for you. We're walking, Lord. We're standing, Lord. We're sitting, sitting at your feet to listen only to you. God, we want you. We say, Here are, here's our heart, Lord. We return to you. We believe, Lord, that you're sending, oh, precious spirit of the living God, refreshing Come, Jesus, come, Spirit of the living God. The bride and the Spirit of God cry out, Come, Lord Jesus, come, fill your house. Take possession of us. You, Lord, own us. You inscribe our very names in your palms. You own our, the breath of our life. Praise you, God. We just declare that you're our exceeding great reward. Not my pension, not my retirement. It's you, Lord, you the are. Lord of glory. You, you, Lord, you're the length of my days. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You're the lifter and the glory yes, of my head. Yes, and Lord. I sing only forever your praise. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you. That was perfect. And okay, we have a few minutes. We'd like to break up into groups of two or three to share. If we were today in the book of Revelation, we started chapter 1. You, the list of the new reading for the month of August, Revelation, then into Hebrews, and then in, uh, finally with Jude is out in the back. But you can also get it online if you're watching. You go to the website. So let's break up into small groups and just share, pray, and then I want to share with online about Revelation 1, what I heard today, okay? <clears throat> All right, so uh, Revelation 1 is uh, one of my most favorite connecting points to the glorified Christ. And it, there's so much in the whole book. And it's, you see the Father in the front. You see the seven spirits of God, the Holy Spirit. You see Jesus as a faithful witness. You see uh, ourselves being separated to be a kingdom of priests, a priesthood of kings that are reigning with God. And then you come to this uh, present moment of John. And I'm going to begin. It's in verse, chapter 1, verse 9. And this is when John now begins to testify of what has taken place. He said, I, John, both your brother and companion. And that's what we all are, brothers and companions. We cannot separate, though we may be living in a different country or different state or a different time zone. We are companions and brothers. In the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. You know, for years, I only wanted the uh, kingdom of Jesus Christ. I thought, you know, I'll skip the tribulation on the one side, and I'd rather not have to build more patience, more endurance, more, uh, I just want the kingdom of Jesus Christ. But I've come to know, and especially in our reading through the New Testament, you cannot separate the three. They kind of come part and parcel, because the kingdom has, was going to be challenged, and there's going to be testing of our faith. But the patience that comes through the testing of our faith is where we grow up into this place of, with Jesus Christ. And you say, well, where were you, John? What was up with you? He was on the island that is called Patmos, a, a prison island, like an Alcatraz, a larger island than that in San Francisco Bay, the Alcatraz. But, but like that, you couldn't get off. For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Why are we going through what we're going through? It's because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Even the test, the sowing of the sower sows the word, uh, and it falls on the wayside, and, it, and it, it has rocky ground, and it springs up, but it has no root. It says the tribulation comes for the word of God. 
We think it's about us, but it's trying to dislodge us from holding that agreement with the Word of God. And then the testimony of Jesus Christ is what Jesus Christ is showing of himself to us particularly and what is the, the declaration of who Jesus Christ has been since his resurrection and what we hear together corporately. He says, I was in the Spirit. This is the key. I have longed to learn this, and I want to charge you, because I believe right now is a critical moment because there's transition going everywhere. There's upheaval in all kinds of arenas. But he says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. He said, well, no, John, you were on Isle of Patmos. You forgot. You were in a prison island. You were there inside of tribulation, kingdom, and patience of the Lord Jesus. You had been banished because they couldn't kill you, but the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus, you were being punished for that. But no, he was in the Spirit. That's the power of the Spirit of God, that we can step into the Spirit of God, which is unlimited, unchained, unbound. And I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. So he's now standing. Put Picture yourself. We're stepping into the Spirit. That's why we practice prayer. We practice prayer to get into the Spirit, to, to walk in the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, to, to live in the Spirit. But because there's those moments, and he wasn't looking, he was just in. All of a sudden, a voice from behind as a trumpet cries out. And he's saying, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. To Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned. So he heard a voice behind. So then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. We've heard this tonight. It is, it is really a part of the maturing of our ears to hear, eyes to see, and heart to understand is when we begin to sense God, we turn to what we're seeing. I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, which we'll find out are the seven churches that he's going to write letters to. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man. This is now the glorified Jesus, the Son of God, Christ. But he's clothed with a garment down to his feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. I priestly imagery. His head and his hair were white like wool. So he is as, he is as clear, clean, as white as snow. And his eyes like a flame of fire. And so I, you pause and you see that. A face as white as snow, wool, uh, hair as white, and eyes of fire. His feet, going all the way down, were like bra fine brass, as if refined in a furnace. So his, his feet are on fire. He's been treading out. He's walking in this furnacely fire. And his voice is as the sound of many waters. So anything about what he says is just like the sound of many waters. That's the description. And then you see three attributes that he's carrying and he's involved in. He had in his right hand the seven stars, which are find out of the seven angels of the churches. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. That's the word of God. That's how he's going to slay his enemies in Revelation 19. That's how we see the Holy Spirit taking hold of the sword of the Spirit, the word of God. And then his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And I want to release a blessing because we've got to go. But the countenance is not the skin or the, the external beauty or the lack of or the old age that seems to lost the beauty of the young age. It is the, it's the glow of the glory of God coming forth out of us as we beheld him. And we know today 
according to Mark uh, first, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 6, that all the glory of God is beheld in the face of Jesus. So this is that brilliant, like sun shining in strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. So think of this John. He's in the spirit. He's been called, summoned by the voice of God. He's turned to see. And now that he's seen, he fell at his feet dead. But he laid his right hand on me saying, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and death. <clears throat> so we're going to stop. Tomorrow we get into Revelation chapter 2, <clears throat> which is the beginning of the letters. I'll give you a hint. I want you to watch this in the next two days. In all seven churches, there are three distinct th things that all seven churches share. First, Jesus speaks to every church and says, I know your works or your deeds. So he speaks to what they're doing. And that's how Jesus always comes to deal with what we're doing. We think we, we think, we don't think it's what we're doing that matters. We think it's what we think and believe. No, it's what we're doing. He says, I know your works. Then he gives them instructions. He corrects them. He commends them. But then he will say to everyone, if he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying to the churches. So the, the, he's speaking, but we have to have ears to hear. And then finally, the most powerful thing, and it says all seven churches, he who overcomes. And then he lists in each seven churches unique gifts, rewards that come to the overcomer. The last one for the Laodicean church, he who overcomes will sit with me on my throne as I overcame and sit with my father on his throne. So when you go into Revelation, chapter 2 and chapter 3, look for that. I know your works and hear what he says. Now, then he gives instructions or commends. And then he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying. And then finally, he gives the, the reward of the overcomer. And overcoming doesn't mean you mastered an issue. It means you just never stopped. It's all it means is to endure the cross, and that's overcoming. So God bless you, and I want to now bless everyone in Jesus' name. <clears throat> so praise the Lord. I want to just release a blessing. Keep praying. You don't have to stop. But Lord, I thank you that we have been a people that have been apart, set apart and have been in your spirit and prayed, and you have taken hold of our prayers, and you've helped us learn to pray the will of God. And we know that having prayed the will of God, we have the petitions we've desired. And we release again that this goes to every living member of the body of Jesus Christ, and particularly those that you've gathered at Jubilee. Because multiplication increase of what we've already testified tonight and the things that have been heard and spoken in the Spirit, but we did not have a recall of them. May they come forth by the same Holy Spirit through our prayer life tomorrow. In Jesus' name. Amen.